You're listening to Ag Airwaves, conversations with agricultural aviation pilots and operators, experts and innovators who propel our industry. Ag Airwaves is brought to you by Air Tractor and hosted by Graham Lavender of Ag Air Update. Hello, I'm Graham Lavender with Ag Air Update, and we are here today with Jim Hirsch, president of Air Tractor. We wanted to talk to Jim today about this new Ag Airways podcast, some things going on with Air Tractor, and just a, a general consensus of what Jim thinks is going on with the industry and uh, how Air Tractor is, is handling challenges and how they're uh, doing things through the year and into next year. Uh, Jim, how are you today? Good morning, Graham. I'm doing great. It's a little hot out here in Olney. Uh, summer is definitely on us, uh, but things are going well. The factory is busy and uh, buzzing, and airplanes are rolling out the door. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that's real good. Tell everybody a little bit about this Ag Airwaves podcast, um, how it originated at Air Tractor, and maybe you know what are we trying to accomplish? What what are some of the things you're excited about? Uh, I know we're excited about it here at Agger Update, uh, a way to, to get more information out to the industry. And what are some of the things that's going through your mind when we're talking about these Ag Airwaves? You bet, Graham, and glad to be here doing this. Uh, I've wanted to increase our social media footprint for a long time now. Um, we've been a little slow coming to the table maybe, but uh, saw this a year or so ago is a great opportunity to just get some information out to our customer base and, and to the industry. So again, we're very pleased to be uh, uh, a part of this. Well, you're on the first episode, uh, so that's that's really, really good. And then, you know, as time goes on, I kind of, in my mind, I see different topics that are relative to our industry, uh, covering those and, and different challenges that everybody uh, experiences and challenges that maybe you guys at Air Tractor are experiencing. What, what are some of those? Are you guys, uh, I know during the COVID crisis and, and all of that, uh, almost everybody had supply chain challenges. Uh, are, are you at Air Tractor still dealing with those challenges? Have you mitigated them or, or how are things going? Yeah, Graham, uh, um, it's, it's not been an easy three years, so to speak, right. uh, particularly on the site, supply chain side. And yes, we are still uh, dealing with supply chain challenges. Uh, more fundamentally these days, it's been raw materials. Most of the small parts, whether it was a relay or a hose, we found alternates. The supplier has come and gotten production ramped back up, and and so we find ourselves pretty whole on a lot of stuff that has been problematic over the years. Um, however, like I said, um, aviation is still in a uh, quote boom kind of time frame, and particularly metals and specialty metals are problematic. It's been problematic for Pratt & Whitney as well, and they've been late on engines. So yeah, the supply chain challenges aren't over. 
What so what what's your biggest challenge right now? What do you think the biggest challenge in the supply chain? Is it those raw materials from a single or, or double source, or is it is it paint? Is so it, it's uh, you know the paints and sealants and most of the chemical based stuff. It's flowing pretty well. There's a lot of things that are just in time. The biggest challenge is the raw materials. It's the high alloy aluminum. Um, a lot of those parts go into wings that are, are very difficult. We've developed some other suppliers. The wing spark caps um, are another one that's a challenge. We actually had the group from England here in Alney last week uh, working on that and developing different supply chains for that as well. You know, those things aren't things you can just run out and buy 70-75 um, type aluminum extrusions or something. you got to develop a, an alternate source. One of the things that's driving that is a lot of those alloying elements that go into high-strength metals come from the former Eastern Bloc, from Ukraine and Russia. And with a war raging over there, um, supplies of a lot of those specialty elements, nickel in particular, uh, is is very difficult these days. Yeah, I can imagine, and with all the the geopolitical climate and and things like that, there's so many moving parts to this supply chain issue. Uh, there's not, there doesn't seem to be uh, one solid, one size fits all solution, uh, except time. So it seems like time is about the only thing that'll that'll help it get better. Right. Uh, that's true. It, it yeah. just takes some time. Like I said, we've developed some alternate sources for some of these things, but uh, we are just nip and tuck on a number of those different items. And, and, and it's actually keeping us from building the number of airplanes we'd like to build and responding to this phenomenal demand that we have in the market right now. Right. Here's what's happening in worldwide agricultural aviation. We've got news and tidbits from agricultural aviation's best read publications, Ag Air Update. Be sure to subscribe today at agairupdate.com. I'm Graham Lavender with Ag Air Update, and I'm here to recap the latest news in the agricultural aviation industry for November of 2023. First up is a press release from Valley Aircraft. Valley Aircraft has recently purchased Johnson Aircraft Service, both businesses are located in California. Valley Aircraft and Johnson Aircraft Service have both served agricultural aviations at Medford Field in Tulane, California. Valley Aircraft was formed in 1984 and is a well-known resource in California's Central Valley. In 1996, Valley became an air tractor authorized service center and in 2005 became an air tractor dealer. In 2019, Valley Aircraft expanded the air tractor territory beyond California to include Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. Johnson Aircraft Service has served ag aviation and general aviation since the late 1940s. Uh, most people are familiar with Mr. Dave Johnson and the strong presence he had in California's ag aviation community. Mike Schoenow will oversee the current operations of Johnson Aircraft Service, and Dave will also remain a presence of the company for for some time, uh, ensuring a smooth transition. In South American news, uh, the Brazilian Senate is gonna be holding hearings on the importance of agricultural aviation. There's been some pushbacks with some environmental groups, although Brazilian ag aviation has been around for uh, 40 to 50 years, 
The Brazilian ag aviation sector has seen phenomenal growth over four to five percent a year. The CINDAG, which is the Brazilian association, uh, got involved with their national senate and they're going to be having national hearings and they're going to establish the importance of agricultural aviation in the Brazilian exports. Earlier in November, uh, NAAA emailed a FlySafe message and alerted uh, the industry of an alert it received from the Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They released a public service announcement highlighting potential terrorist threats in the U.S. in response to the ongoing war in the Middle East. Uh, while the FlySafe message uh, quotes in part, while the level of skill required to operate an agricultural aircraft makes it unlikely they will be used, it's a reminder to remain vigilant at your operation. Make sure you have security cameras, locks. Um, most people do that anyway, but it's a, a good reminder to keep everything locked up and surveilled. And lastly, in September this year, uh, Agger Update uh, unveiled a, a new updated classified website. Um, the only place in the world with a concentration of ag aviation aircraft for sale, for trade, or wanted um, is. It's got an extensive listing, uh, it's technologically advanced. You're able to search, sort, set alerts, uh, compare listings. Uh, check it out at classifieds.agarupdate.com. Let's talk about that demand a little bit. Um, how are, are you seeing demand for the air tractor product as compared to uh, two, five, ten years ago, and obviously the the factory is is more than well equipped to to handle that demand. Um, but what are you seeing on the manufacturer side? Is the the demand is it a, a linear increase, or do you think we're almost at a plateau, or or what are your thoughts on that? It's got to level out at some point. It always right. does. We'll talk about the ag market. Um, first and then firefighting and then the special mission uh, piece just a little bit. Uh, ag is still the core by far. The, the majority, vast majority of the airplanes we build are for the ag market. Uh, and, and I find this really interesting. Commodities prices are still very strong and, and that makes uh, farmers very optimistic and our customers and operators optimistic as well. Uh, interesting that again, while the Russia-Ukraine situation is feeding into the hampering of the supply chain, it's also on the other uh, side of the coin driving demand with wheat and very little wheat coming out of Ukraine. Um, it, the prices are staying strong. The, there's more demand for grain products than what there is supply. A lot of people don't realize 20% of the world's wheat is grown in Russia and Ukraine. So oh, with yeah. that war going on there, um, the, it, it, it's, it's driving our demand. Uh, again, with the supply chain, we're struggling to meet the demand. We built more airplanes last year than we ever have, and we got a shot at, and likely will uh, exceed that in production uh, this year. Wow, that's phenomenal, and that's that's another interesting bit about that that Eastern European blog there um, with the wheat. Um, so, uh, speaking of demand and, and global demand, um, you and I both just got back from Brazil. Got back from the Sindag show. 
Um, and Brazil seems to really be blowing up, um, and it has been over the past five to 10 years. Um, how is Air Tractor uh, facilitating that demand in South America? And, you know, I have my own opinions on why I think the demand is growing down there. They're just a little bit behind the U.S. when it comes to getting from the smaller, less productive airplanes and finally understanding how productive a turbine air tractor can be. And I think, you know, there this what's happening down there probably happened to us in the 90s and the early 2000s. And is, is that your take on it? Is that... You're spot on, Graham. Uh, you know, I came here to Air Tractor and went to work for Leland uh, early 92 and experienced uh, that growth in the turbine market, in the U.S. market, with and the move to the big, high-productive turbine airplanes. And I think we're seeing pretty much the same thing in, in Brazil now as operators and farmers uh, both realize the productivity and the gains of the big turbine airplanes down there. Uh, yeah, we went down uh, a few days early and went and visited some customers. Um, the typical customer we went and saw has two, maybe three uh, big turbine airplanes, and then they still have some smaller piston airplanes. And every one of them's uh, plan looking forward is to replace the smaller piston airplanes with the big turbine airplanes. And that's a great news uh, story for us here at Air Tractor. Right, right. And then I guess that uh, shifted gears a little bit from that South American market back up here to the U.S. Um, Air Tractor uh, started off the year with some scheduled um, AMT, Aircraft Maintenance Technician courses, to uh from what I understand, really dive down into the specialty maintenance practices the, uh, of the air tractor airframe and and really take some of these mechanics and say, you know, here are some gotchas, here are some must-haves. Can you expand a little bit on that? And, you know, was there a catalyst that really said, you know, we really need to get these A&Ps trained up or if, uh, you know, like your advertising slogan goes, maintenance does matter. And the better you maintain the aircraft, obviously the better it'll treat you. Um, expand on that for me just a little bit on, on, on the courses that air tractors offering. Sure, Graham. So, you know, we've seen a need for training industry-wide in maintenance worldwide uh, for a long time. Had the opportunity five or six years ago to hire a fella that specialized in, in training mechanics. Um, he came from a regional technical school where he taught A&P and uh, so we got that kicked off and developed, got him and helped him and he developed a, a nice mechanic training uh, program uh, and, and we started doing the factory training uh, just before COVID, and of course, COVID shut that down worldwide. Um, you know, people just weren't traveling and visiting and going to other places. So we've worked real hard in the past year or so to get that stood back up, uh, get some synergy behind it, and get some folks coming back in here to the factory to get educated on the airframe. You know, not only here in the U.S., Graham, but worldwide, 
we just have more and more operators um, operating their airplanes, and 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 so it's a great niche little maintenance training course that's specific to the air tractor products, covers all the little nuances and unique pieces um, of maintaining an air tractor airplane. And that goes for all models, right? That yes, not, is that, not a specific model. Yeah, it's, it's really a five-day class that covers all the models and uh, all of the different types of maintenance be it inspections or repairs and special repairs, uh, again, you're right for all the models. Okay. And if anyone's interested in signing up for the class uh, on the Air Tractor website, uh, you should be able to enroll. Yep. That's correct. So go to www.airtractor.com and find the enroll button or, uh, you know, call the factory and Kayla will answer the phone and get you to Brian, we'll get you in road. All right. Well, that's, that's exciting. How you've got a couple of classes through the end of the year. Do you plan to keep the program going through 24? Absolutely. So this will be an ongoing thing. Again, uh, there's demand. Um, right now we're behind, you know, we've got a, uh, a list of folks that want to come, uh, get the training. Uh, so we're filling that in, but there's also positions open. So, Absolutely, we will uh, run this on through uh, 2024 and into 2025 is the plan. All right, well, that's good. So if you missed what Jim said, just uh, go on airtractor.com, click the enroll button for the maintenance training, or you can even call the factory. Get in touch with Brian there at the factory and uh, get you signed up and and get some of that that good information on the airframe. Another thing that Air Tractor is really, really proud of, I've, I've seen it uh, from the kind of the back seat here, is your um, Operation Excellence Initiative. I couldn't get it all out. Um, will you explain that a little bit and explain why that is important with uh, such an employee-owned company like, like you guys have? So for any company, as you grow, you just want to get better, right? We want to build a better product, uh, increase our quality while increasing our uh, number of airplanes built every year. So we start looking at ways to, um, you know, get better. Uh, and and one of the things we looked at and and evolved into we call an operational excellence. Uh, it incorporates a lot of different phases, but in the big picture the idea is for everyone here no matter what you do whether you work on the floor uh, drilling holes and and driving rivets or work in the office um, uh, accounting or sales administration or whatever it's it's about uh, setting a goal toward true north and getting better finding ways to do your job better um, and and turn out a higher quality, better product. So in the big picture, that's what operational excellence is. We want to operate in an excellent way. Uh, right. So right. that comes with training um, and recognizing shortfalls, uh, whether it's quality or improving in the production process. One of the things we've spent the past year and a half really working hard on is teaching our people 
core problem solving. So this is an example of the different pieces of an operational excellence program. Teach people to solve problems in a pragmatic, logistic way. Um, so that's, like I said, just an example um, of operational excellence uh, principles. Right, right. That's, that's good. It's very, very impressive. Um, recently, Air Tractor uh, just sent out a, a press release on, on some of the things they're doing to meet that, that unique customer demand. And one of them was the debut of some new factory paint scheme options for the Air Tractor. Can you expand on that a little bit? Sure, Graham. So, you know, from time to time, we look at our brand, our brand recognition, uh, and, and, and I like to keep that pretty consistent uh, and not make big changes to it. To facilitate the production of all the airplanes, one of the biggest bottlenecks we've had, and it's paint is a bottleneck no matter where I've gone, uh, but we were looking for a way to uh, add some efficiency to the paint process and in the striping scheme, there were some opportunities there. So that was one of the big reasons why uh, we're uh, uh, tweaking with the paint scheme a little bit to help meet the demand uh, and, and help us get airplanes completed and delivered. Right, right. There's good looking paint schemes. Uh... Uh, there's uh, the paint schemes are available to, to look at on agairupdate.com and airtractor.com. Um, another big push uh, that the air tractor is getting involved with is the Swath Pro system. And I know the Swath Pro system has some fabulous technology. If you'd like to tell everybody a little bit about why this system is, is so phenomenal. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I met the Swath Pro folks uh, a number of years ago and gravitated to their product. Um, what impressed me the most was the fact that through a microcontroller, you could a pilot could control each individual nozzle on the airplane and give true variable rate, as well as set up nozzle configurations and be able to change those on the fly without having to go uh, land and change orifice sizes or um, do things like that. So it's, it's added to the efficiency and to the precision uh, of the application through the airplane. So we're very excited about the SWAT Pro system here. Yeah, it is it's phenomenal technology. I've spoken to Jeff a little bit about it, and and we did a little write-up on it, and just the ability to compensate upwind versus downwind uh, speed. Uh, it's just it's, it's really just you know, cutting-edge technology for the, the ag aircraft. Yeah, being able to do things like, you know, we had a valve that was a right boom shutoff. Well, now you can simply turn off the outboard six nozzles if that's what you want to do. Right. Uh, or other combinations. You can literally turn out, turn off the outboard four nozzles on both uh, booms and narrow the swath and keep more material out of the wing vortex. There are just so many different things that you can do. And the reports I'm getting back uh, from operators who've installed it, and there's a number of them that installed them uh, early this spring, are just phenomenal. They, they uh, 
uh, are coming back saying, I don't know how we lived without this thing before. Right. Right. And that's available at uh, any air tractor dealer. Yeah. Right? Any air yeah. tractor dealer. Jeff Haymeyer with uh, Capstan is uh, helping us push that and helping with the installations as we get this program off the ground and get it running. All right. That's good. That's really exciting. You know, with this first initial interview uh, being with you and, and representing Air Tractor, I'm sure on everybody's mind, uh, what's what's coming up? Well, what do you have, uh, you know, on deck as, as from a factory standpoint that, that you can talk about and, and tell some of these listeners, you know, well, you know, this is what we got coming and we've got some exciting things happening here at the factory. Is there, is there anything you can share with everybody? And Yeah, well, the biggest one is kind of an old hat, but there's exciting news with it, and that's the 1002 development. We've gotten some really good traction uh, in the past year to uh, get the 1002 back up and and get the program moving forward. We resettled a new CERT basis with the FAA a little over a year ago now. The second prototype airplane is in construction. The wings should go on it in the next week or so. Uh, and that airplane will be flying, um, should be uh, later this year, you know, around the first of the fourth quarter. Um, that'll put us into the factory flight test program. Um, and so the good news is, is the 1002 is finally coming. We've got traction. We've got good support from the FAA, which frankly, we haven't always had. Uh, and, and I'm excited about the 1002 coming um, and getting it certified. It's probably around uh, early 2025 before we actually finish the cert, but starting to see a, a, uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, that there is a path forward to finish this thing. That's great. And that aircraft, uh, as a this refresher, is going to be a 1,000-gallon airplane, and it'll be powered by the 67F. Is that That's correct? That's correct. 1,000-gallon, 22,000-pound gross weight airplane, uh, 67F power. Uh, to 1,700 shaft horsepower, uh, and and we believe it will be uh, absolutely utilized in both ag and firefighting. And now what happened with the uh, 802, uh, initially a firefighting aircraft, and somebody put some booms on it, right? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> or, or hung a spreader under it, you know. Right, those, right. Those, those, right. Fertilizer air, those big airplanes make great fertilizer airplanes. Right. Right. That's, that's great. Um, two more things and, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, just, I want you to touch real quickly. Um, the whole ag aviation community lost a, a really good friend of everyone with the passing of uh, Grant Lane last month. Um, any comments you'd like to, to speak on that? He was a long, long time air tractor dealer and a friend. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, George, his father was the first air tractor dealer. That legacy is, uh, you know, so special to this industry, and Lane Aviation has been a huge part of propelling Air Tractor and the whole industry forward. Obviously, the loss of Grant is great loss. He and I have been good friends for over 30 years, and uh, you know, he and his family are near and dear to to our hearts. Um, you know, even with the loss, though, the good news is is Logan's there. He's stepping up and has been. Uh, and is ready to take uh, the torch for Lane Aviation forward. So we're very proud to have Logan um, to keep that 
legacy going. Yep, it was a definitely a sad day for everyone. And in closing, tell everybody a, a little bit about yourself and, and remind everybody your long-standing history with Air Tractor and how you started and where you're at. Yeah, you know, I uh, born and raised in College Station at Texas A&M. My dad taught there, uh, taught engineering there for 38 years. I was actually about to graduate in aerospace engineering when uh, and I was working on an instrument la- uh, writing and I asked my flight instructor, Dr. Jim, what do you think I'm going to do? You know, jobs in aerospace are pretty thin. And he told me uh, that a classmate of his at Texas A&M, fellow named Leland Snow, was in Texas building airplanes somewhere. And he thought with my uh, gift to um, be an engineer and a mechanic that uh, we might find something together. So... I looked up Leland, didn't even know all the Texas uh, existed, uh, and finally got to talk to Leland and uh, made a visit up here, and he offered me a job. So I've been here over 31 years now. I've gotten to do a little bit of everything, Graham, from engineering and structural analysis to tests and and uh, avionics and flying and flight tests. Uh, had tailwheel flight experience, but never was an ag pilot. Um, and and it, it's just evolved into a great situation. I'm really proud, you know, it's been uh, uh, 12 years since Leland passed now uh, that we've been able to carry the torch forward and, and continue the great tradition of Air Tractor uh, and continue to bring this great product to the ag uh, and firefighting uh, industries. Well, Jim, I, I really appreciate your time today. I'm sure everyone else does as well. Um, we're going to wrap up our conversation with Jim Hirsch of Air Tractor now and uh, hope to come back to you guys on the next episode. So I'm Graham Lavender with Ag Air Update, and we're signing off with Jim Hirsch of Air Tractor. Thank you, Graham. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Ag Airwaves. You can subscribe to this podcast with your favorite podcast app. Get a transcript of this episode and listen to others at airtractor.com slash podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on Ag Airwaves, contact Graham Lavender at agairupdate.com. We'll be back soon with another episode.